What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Modern Day Marketer. I am your host, Brett McGrath. I do marketing things at The Juice, and I host this podcast. Excited to share today's conversation. Are you a member of The Juice yet? The largest library of marketing and sales content curated for you in the damn universe. Sign up. There's a link in the show notes. Today's conversation, I went out on a hunt to find this individual. I had to learn about their brand because I've been seeing it everywhere. We are digging into building a modern day SaaS brand and we're doing that with Amir Atley, who's one of the co-founders at Hockey Stack. Hockey Stack has been everywhere in my vision recently and so I've enjoyed learning more about Hockey Stack, and I wanted to understand how they're going to market. So they are very focused on the message, very focused on positioning, attribution 1.0 versus attribution 2.0, very focused on the channel, which is LinkedIn. So he's laying out the blueprint for how Hockey Stack is getting noticed by podcast hosts like me. You're going to want to listen in on this conversation. It was tons of fun. If you like what I'm doing over here, follow, subscribe, hit all the buttons. Most importantly, tell a damn friend that you're enjoying Modern Day Marketer, would you? Without further ado, let's kick it to the conversation. All right. I'm excited for this one. So I had to go through a source to get this conversation going. And mostly it was because I've been admiring the brand that our guest has been building. And we're going to be talking about building a modern day SaaS brand with today's guest, who is Amir Atley, who's one of the founders at Hockey Stack. Amir, welcome. How are you? Pretty good. How are you? I, I cannot complain. I'm excited to dig into kind of your story, background. Um, when we had the intro call, I thought a lot of what you said resonated with me and was probably one of the reasons why Hockey Stack has got so much traction in the market so far. But maybe we, we start here. I think you have an interesting background and path to where you are today. Would love to maybe learn a little bit more about just your your founder story and your background. Yeah, sure. I'm 20, living in San Francisco right now. I'm from Turkey. Me and my co-founders, we started Hockey Stack about two, two and a half years ago. We pivoted a couple of times. Right now, we are doing revenue attribution analytics for B2B SaaS companies. We have about 40 customers right now, and we are backed by Y Combinator. I'm mainly managing our marketing and sales. So yeah, that's about it. And we're quickly scaling, hiring. So just about, it's, I think, about time if you're an account executive or senior marketing person, reach out. Hiring quickly. So what is the opportunity you saw just in the attribution space? I know it's kind of a crowded market and you all seem to be kind of standing out a little bit. When you were Mm -hmm. kind of digging into what you wanted to build, what what was the opportunity that you saw in front of you? Yeah, we had, like, we started lots of different companies before Hockey Stack too, and understanding the first problem we had was setting up an analytics tool. So it's always painful. And it was specifically for product analytics for us because we were trying to understand retention and like how people sign up and then go through like our product stuff like that. And it was really painful. And then we built a product analytics tool to start with. But the script was collecting every single data point on the product side. So we started with that, didn't work out. And then we turned into a web analytics tool, a Google Analytics alternative, and it got traction. And because our script was collecting everything automatically, we were able to build on top of that. Because normally if you were using Google Analytics, for example, you would need a developer to set up every single action 
in code so that you can check a button click, for example, or like form submission. It was doing everything automatically. That was the main thing. And then that allowed us to build on top of that because now if you have data, then you can build journeys, you can build reports, stuff like that. Data is the core of that. And then through like time, SaaS was always our best kind of like customers back then when we were selling Google Analytics Alternative. And then our customers started to ask for Stripe integration and CRM integration, stuff like that. And then when we talked to them, the main use case was understanding what's driving revenue. They didn't tell that, but like the main use case was that. And then we started building what they need. And then over time, we kind of understood that the main problem is getting together data points. And then Salesforce and HubSpot, Salesforce and marketers, stuff like that, don't talk to each other. So like they want to make these tools talk to each other in a place where they can like quickly get go to and then get insights. And we pivoted, it was like probably one and a half years ago right now. And then we started building for like four or five months, probably. We built everything and then we quickly scaled from there, got into YC and a bunch of customers, hired people, stuff like that. So the main opportunity was getting these tools, talk to each other in one place. So when when we chat chatted previously, one of the things that stood out to me is just you being a founder and being someone that is on a lot of demos. So right there with your you know sales team gathering feedback, maybe I'm I'm curious just some of the things that you've learned from just being on de- sales demos, and then also like how do you take some of that feedback kind of back to your product team, and what does that process look like? Yeah, as a founder, I did our first couple hundred thousand error myself. I bought that revenue myself. And at one point, I was on like 12 demos per day when things started to work. And then we quickly hired an AE. But like one thing that I learned, and right now I'm onboarding a new AE right now. So I'm on lots of calls again. But even if I'm not on a call, I still watch every single demo recording on Gong and then take notes and then send it as feedback. So I'm pretty much really involved in that a couple of things that i learned is one interesting thing that's like being brought up recently is if you do lots of linkedin social which i think we will talk about later on like even even the smallest details on our calls and stuff like that on like posts sorry on linkedin posts they still remember them and then they ask for those stuff so for example we launched a new feature that we had a jog internally in the company is like select notification feature we called it stack bot and then there was like a comment and then five people asked asked about that calling it stack bot not like select notifications so that's pretty interesting i learned that for product i think the main thing is people want to see like people are really traumatized by this kind of software so it's getting harder mm. to get into the account because they just traumatized by visible and hubspot and salesforce stuff like that yeah, and that one other important thing, an interesting thing is people don't know, even if they're like, we're working with big public companies, enterprise companies, even those companies don't know, for example, how to measure brand or like how do we measure LinkedIn ads influence on pipeline, stuff like that. It's still new, even though they have like 2,000 people and like 50 people on the marketing team, they still don't know this kind of measurement. So, there's lots of education involved in sales and marketing for us. That was pretty interesting too. Those are the main things I'd say. So you said something in your response that stood out to me, and I think everybody's ears listening on the other end probably perked up too, but you, you mentioned, you know, 
I, you know, I helped grow, grow the first hundred K ARR, you know, I was on 12 demos a day. And I think anyone probably in B2B SaaS right now would love to be on 12 demos a day. So I'm, I'm curious, just basically early stage company, 12 demos a day ish. That's a lot. How how are those people coming to you? Like, how were they finding out about you? Like, what was maybe the attribution tracking on your side for where people were hearing about kind of what you were building and curious to learn more? Yeah, not not the first hundred, by the way, first couple hundred at least. (sighs) I know the exact number. Yeah, so mainly it is, so you have two main channels right now, LinkedIn ads and LinkedIn social. We're just doing that right now. We're capitalizing on LinkedIn social and LinkedIn ads. Uh, and we're adding more channels right now as we speak. For and the pretty interesting ch- experiment that we're running right now is connected TV ads. So Netflix, Hulu, ESPN, you'll see hockey sack on those. Yeah. So how they find out about us is LinkedIn. So LinkedIn social, me, my co-founders, our marketing team, is everyone posts every day, sometimes twice a day. And we have a marketing calendar internally that we check. So we try to launch something new pretty often. We have a new launch coming up this Wednesday and then next Tuesday we launched, last Tuesday we launched something new as well. That's pretty important because these kind of tools, what I learned is they're like, they don't innovate. And then people want to see something innovating because marketing and sales is innovating so much. Tracking should be innovating as well. So it's pretty important product launches. And then also we have lots of series. So we have a streaming platform called The Flow. We work with external creators and internal creators, which means our team members. And we have 40% education, 60% entertainment slash education. And we are launching lots of different series and we are posting them. And then also everyone has a different calendar and different personality. So Obed is making gaming plus marketing videos. I'm more of like a founder doing more like how we grow, stuff like that. So we have a, that like a kind of schedule. Most people even like, when I t- tell about this to other marketing leaders, they say that it's like more, it might be more for like SMB. It might not work for enterprise, stuff like that. But like our enterprise segment grew by 3x in the last month and we're still doing the same thing. So even enterprise buyers are on, like they're on LinkedIn, they don't post, but they see your content. If it resonates, they will check out the company as well. Yeah, it's, all over the place, but basically the main thing is 40% education, which means our narrative attribution 2.0, our product and overall, like our marketing strategies, we try to be as open as possible. So if you do an experiment, if it works, we document and share. And then 60% entertainment, which means like our series, for example, we have the worst, worst market in the world with Todd from Lavender. We have gaming videos and also entertainment slash education. Our main goal is Kind of like we have a message, we have a content. How can we bring it to the market in a way that is entertaining as well as educating? So we try to conceptualize the content in a way that resonates, plus people watch it to the end. So I think I don't know. I'm I think this is an advantage and a benefit based on your age and building a company, but I feel like a lot of marketers and marketing leaders can't break free from the old tactics that have got them promoted and their boss's boss promoted, but might not work anymore. So marketers continue to do the same stuff over and over again. And it's just not 
hitting the way it, it is, but you describe like, we're all in on LinkedIn. We're all in on video streaming and platforms. Like maybe like what, what advice based just based on kind of your feedback and your results at an early stage, like what advice would you have for maybe other marketers out there who know they should be moving into this new direction, but can't quite get there yet because you're, you're act, you're activating it now and it's working. Yeah. I think I have a unique advantage because I'm also a founder. So most companies might not have that. So like as a, a founder, specifically focusing on marketing and sales, maybe sales, but like not marketing. So an advice might be, I would, if I were to start again, we started with SEO when we first started out, it worked well, but not as fast as we like got traction on LinkedIn. I would start from LinkedIn because the feedback loop is much shorter. You can get feedback much faster than SEO or ads as well because you, you're not going to have like 100k when you first start out and also one thing one other thing that we did is networking so we met with lots of people early on and right now like i pretty much know everyone in the industry right now i like to mention but i know those people and also i can like reach to anyone through referrals so i think that was super important as well to build like a network that also affects your LinkedIn presence too, because those people will engage with your content. That was not my goal, but it ended up that way. So I would start from LinkedIn. I would start creating content. I would network with like-minded people and then take it from there. So I would imagine just through your LinkedIn presence and you indexing on networking that has helped kind of you build the hockey stack team and hire. I'm curious, just what are the traits you might look for in individuals that you're bringing on the in, the team and is it important for them to have like a LinkedIn presence and an audience too? Yeah. So I think like trades and presence is different. So for example, Obed had a, our head of content had the presence, but now our head of product marketing Drew doesn't really have an audience on LinkedIn. So it's not the main thing I would say depends on it all too. But I ask is if you have the one of the interview questions that I have for GTM teams, GTM team members is if I, if you have the resources and if you have the time and if you know what to post, if you have a calendar, would you be, are you open to posting on LinkedIn and also taking part in our content? So most people say yes. And that's the only thing that I'm looking for. Not like a huge audience. I think that's also a miss. I don't know. It's a, missed by teams right now they look at the follower count which mm. is a mistake that i did too i saw a couple people with lots of followers and then through time you kind of understand that followers is not equal to marketing knowledge or anything like that it's just resonating with the audience so they might post a lot of about their families and mental health and stuff like that it might resonate with the audience but it doesn't mean that they are a marketing expert or if you sponsor their posts and if you, if they post about marketing or like your product, it's not cover cut. So for traits, I would say like, yeah, if you have the resources and then like, if you know what to post, which like we have lots of resources internally, which would be open to posting and then also taking part in our content. And then for marketing specifically, it is iterating fast because as I said, we are in a unique position because I, I'm on the demos. I watch the demos. I can see what they need and then we build it pretty fast because like we have a fast engineering team. My co-founders are engineers too. So we pretty much, if we see something worth building, we would build it in a couple of days and then launch it. 
so iterating fast on the product side and marketing side is pretty important. And on that, it's just like understanding the market, um, thinking in frameworks and creating content. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. It, it depends on the so, person as well, but those are like must-haves. So yeah, I want to hit on maybe in closing, just talking a little bit more about what you mentioned just on the f- framework side, I think I would love to learn a b- little bit more about that. And this could go along with th- the speed component or maybe it's unrelated, but maybe touch a little bit more on those two topics, thinking in frameworks and just speed to market, because I think those are things that I'm observing that hockey stack is doing and it's causing you all to stand out probably above your competition and also above a lot of other just SaaS brands in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I when I think about frameworks, it's two things. One is like we don't we don't really let me think we don't really lose deals to competition like we almost never do. So that is pretty much because of our I think POV unique POV on the market speed. So they think that I heard it lots of times this week as well, the most today and yesterday. They say that if we so the contract is annual and it starts at like 16k and they say that if we commit to an annual deal i want the product to innovate in these 12 months and i want a product that is innovating in a way that i want it to be so our pov speed and overall the team is influencing those decisions as well basically for frameworks when i think about frameworks it is like attribution 2.0 is a framework so being able to think in that framework and then getting that from point A to point B, how can we innovate the framework and then how can we change it? And then we also have a roadmap in terms of like product. Product is going to be in a much different place in two months. So innovating the POV with product is pretty important. And then the other way, other thing is in terms of frameworks, it is like, I don't know how, how to describe it, but for example, we're going to launch this in two weeks as well as it, like our framework to go to market. For example, Drew has a framework called Demand Ladder and he divides it into different segments and then he has like different ladders going from like ICP all the way to content. So things like this is super important for us because I think these allows, these kind of stuff allow us to go to market faster and also allow people to kind of like relate with a term or like a framework. For example, lots of people resonate with Chris Walker's dark social framework. Lots of people resonate with our attribution 2.0 framework. So I think that's pretty important. Doing a lot of really good things at Hockey Stack. I'm excited to watch the continued speed and growth. And definitely, if you're not following uh, Amir and the rest of the team on LinkedIn, you should because they're putting out a lot of content all the time. Amir, thanks so much for spending a little time. Uh, We'll have to do it again. Thank you so much. Amir is full of knowledge and insight and love where his head is at. I know I certainly have learned a thing or two about focus. Go check out Hockey Stack. Love what they're doing in the attribution space. We'll talk to you very soon. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. We'll be back. More Modern Day Marketer on the other side.